So if you found a place in your Bibles, Psalm 46, beginning at verse 1, I want you to take this in this morning. Verse 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, see them. There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her and that right early. The heathen raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord, what desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Now listen carefully to this verse right here, verse 10. Be still. And know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Let's go back to verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. So, folks, our world is all to pieces. It's tore up. It's our people are in panic. Our people are running to and fro and here and there. They don't know what to do. They don't know which way to turn. Our grocery stores are empty. Our folks are sheltering. I know we've been told to do that to prevent the spread of this virus that's going around. But it's a time like I've never seen in my lifetime. All right, we're having a little technical issue. Hopefully we've got it figured out. But we've forgotten something. 
even God's people are all, as a, the word used to say, in a hissy. You've heard that having a hissy fit. Even God's people are, are in that shape right now. But we have forgotten something. Listen to verse 10 in Psalm 46. Be still. And know that I am God. So here we are. And if I had a thought or a text. If I had a thought or a text. It would be still. Folks. I know. And we're living in uncertain times and. There's no guarantee that I may be the next one to get this virus. And that's the last thing I'd want for, for somebody to be sick and to get this. I've got a father that's on hospice. I'd hate to think about taking this in to him. But we need to be still for just a minute. And know that God is God. Are you still saved? Did you have food on your table this morning? Did you have a warm bed to lay in last night? Did you have, do you still have peace in your heart? Do you still have a heaven to go to when this life is over? Do you still love your church? Do you still love God? Then be still. And know that he is God. He said he would never leave us. He would never forsake us. But he'd go with us all the way even to the end of the world. It's not here yet, is it? The clouds have not rolled back, have they? We've not seen the sun refuse to shine. We've not, <clears throat> we've not seen Jesus in the air. It's not here yet. He's still with us. He's still my best friend. He's still the one I can call on. God is our refuge and a very present help in trouble. It's Him that we need to recognize and Him that we need to praise and Him that we need to worship and Him that we need to live every day for. It's in Him that we live and move and have our very being. We could draw another breath if not for Him. Our heart would not beat not one more time. Our eyelids would never open to see the light of another day except God willed it to be. So be still and know that He's God. Be still. Folks, how many situations has God helped people in? We can read in the Bible. Let's just go down to Egypt. And God sent Moses, we preached about him not long ago, his mama putting him in the in the basket in the little ark of bulrushes, and and she she put the stuff in it, slimed it within and without so that it would be waterproofed, and laid the little babe in the basket. And we read how Pharaoh's own daughter found the basket and took Moses in and named him, 
and raised him as her own child. He was raised right in Pharaoh's own house, in Pharaoh's own favor. Why? Because God was still God. Because the Israel cried out for deliverance and God made a way. If we want deliverance today, we'll have to recognize that God is still God. We'll have to recognize that He's worthy of our praise and in Him is our only hope. If we'll call on God, He will deliver. All right. Israel needed deliverance. You know why they got in bondage, don't you? They turned away from their God. They turned away. I can pull this out. Or a ten or a twenty or a hundred or a penny or a quarter or a dime. And I can read on it. As a matter of fact, it's right here. In God we trust. Every piece of money that's been minted in the United States of America over the years has that phrase on it that we've forsaken. We've turned from the fountains of living waters and hewned ourselves out broken cisterns. And folks, if we don't turn back to God, if you think today is bad, wait till tomorrow. I'm here to tell you today, God is still God. Be still. Quit running around. Quit panicking. Quit worrying. Today I'm in the palm of His hand. And if my eyelids open to face another day, wait, I'll be right in the palm of His hand tomorrow because I belong to Him. I'm His child. The Bible tells me, David said I once was young and now I'm old and I've never, never is a, is a constant word. Never is infinite. Never means there are no exceptions. I have never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed bake of bread. I will not go hungry. I will not be let go. I will not be forsaken. I am a child of the King and I'm still here today. So be still. Don't worry. Don't fret. Lead of the Lord. Be still. You all know this story in Exodus that I'm going to relate to you. How that the children of Israel, and I'll not go through all of it, we'll not talk about the plagues. We could read about that. You're going to have a lot of time on your hands in the next few days. Go back. If you, want, if you want reassurance, if you want to have peace of mind, open up the Word of God. 
It has what you needed there for you today. And if you need something different on a Tuesday, open up the Word of God on a Tuesday morning and God will have what you need for that day on Tuesday. I'm telling you, all we ever need in life is within the lens of God's Holy Word. Be still. Pharaoh at the midnight cry lost his firstborn and relented and let Israel go. And then his heart was hardened again and he sent 600 chariots and horsemen after the children of Israel. But God didn't forsake them, did he? God didn't let Pharaoh and his well-trained army roll in and destroy the children of Israel. God didn't make them see their people bleed and die because he'd forgotten them, because he'd left them to die in the wilderness. God sent a pillar of fire by night, I believe it was, and a cloud by day, and he, sh- he protected his people. It's not change, preacher. That was Old Testament stuff, preacher. That was a nice story that we read about in a book that's untrue. Let me tell you something. This is not a storybook. It's not a fairy tale. It's fact. And God is still God. And he's still real. And he's still going to watch over you today. Be still. And no, we haven't got to that yet, have we? I don't know. Heard a group saying this week, many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand. But I know who holds tomorrow. And I know. Do you know? It's something you need to know. I don't know if I'll have food to eat tomorrow. I don't know if I'll have a place to lay down tomorrow. I don't know if I'll have this virus. I don't know what will happen to me. I know who holds my hand. I know whose hand I'm in. And I'm safe in the arms of Jesus. And no. I used to be young and foolish. Some would say I still am today. Not the young part, but the foolish part. I used to be young and foolish. I used to think that I was a pretty smart guy. That I knew how to do this, that, or the other. And the older I get, the more I realize, the less I know. Used to, I didn't think twice if I had a... a, a, a spark plug, it was fouling out. I'd take the wrenches. I'd go to the auto parts store. I'd get me some plugs. And I'd go right to it. And I'd do that. If I had something wrong, I thought I had a pretty good mind. And maybe I could figure out what needed to be done and do that and fix the situation. But there are things I can't do. There are things I can't do. There are things, problems I can't solve. But what time I am afraid, I will trust in the Lord. I tell you today, it's about time America begins to remember the name of the Lord. 
Some men trusted chariots as Pharaoh did. Some men trusted horses. But we will. How about you today? Are you with me? We will remember the name of the Lord. And Israel, down at the Red Sea with the Red Sea on one side and Pharaoh's army on the other, they turned to Moses in a panic, just as our people are today. They turned to Moses with, with worried looks on their faces. They said, Moses, have you brought us down here to the wilderness to die? Oh, where is this God? Have you, have you brought us down here, Moses, for Pharaoh to wipe us out and destroy us? And you know what the Lord told Moses to tell his children? Be still, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. You want to see America be great again? Stand still and remember that God is God and we should praise Him. Oh, be still. And you know what Israel did? Moses took the rod. Some people ain't going to like this. The answer to our problem. You may tune me out. You may not be back. The answer to our problem is not in Washington, D.C. Amen. The answer to our problem, and I understand science, and they try to find solutions to problems, study bacteria and study how something reacts to something else, and I, I am not throwing off on that whatsoever. God bless them. God give them the knowledge to find what we need to solve the current situation that we're in. But the solution is the same one that Moses held up over the Red Sea. Yeah, Moses held the rod of God up. Oh, and he spoke the waters. And the waters parted. And the children of Israel did not cross on muddy ground. They did not cross in deep water. I believe the dust was stirred where the children of Israel crossed right through the middle of the Red Sea. I'm here to tell you today, in a world full of corruption, of evil, the Lord can part the waters and we can cross through on dry ground. God will do what He can do. When we can't, God can the children of Israel crossed through because they stood still and let God do what God could do. You try to do what you can do and it's going to be very little. It's like bodily exercise. It profits little. But let us exercise ourselves rather into godliness. Oh, the children of Israel stood still and they were saved by a mighty God. Be still and know 
that I am God. That's what the Lord said. I will be exalted among the heathen. Third people, we've not got to that point yet. It's coming. We've not got to the point to where people are in such a panic that they begin to cry. That they begin to wonder, what else can I do? Be still and know that I am God. Now let's go on. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still and know that I am God. You know what happened? You remember what happened right after the Lord fed the multitude of 5,000. They took him and in a ship and some, other, some others. And they went off and he laid down with his head upon a pillow and he went to sleep. And the wind became contrary. And the waves tossed the ships that were out there, including the one that the disciples were on. And they began to be afraid. And the waves came up over. Are you listening to me today? The waves came up over the bow of the ship and crashed on the deck of the ship. Until the ship was full. Me and my wife went on a, went on a cruise last fall. And the waters were up. You could see the waves. I believe they said the waves were about 12 foot. And you could see them out on the boat and crashing up against the boat. I can't imagine what these men were facing. How the waves came up over the bow of the ship and the water crashed on the deck of the ship and the ship was full and they were frightened that the ship might sink. They were worried. We've got people today scared of what's coming. Scared. Don't know what will happen next. Oh, and they went to the master and they said, Master, care us not that we perish. They awoke him. I'm here to tell you what troubles us. What scares us to death is nothing for the master. He loves us. He cares for us. And he's got this situation that's in my life, that's in your life. We're in the palm of his hand. We're his children. And he's not a deadbeat dad. He's there to feed us, to care for us, to nurture and raise us in his image and in his likeness so that we can be just like him. <coughs> We're living in a generation that wants to do their own thing. <coughs> I teach school. I deal with 17 and 18 year olds. They don't want you to tell them what they should do, what they shouldn't do. They don't want you to tell them they need to do this or they need to do that. One thing is needful, King James Version Bible, 
One thing is needful, and that's the part that Mary chose. The good part, which should not be taken away from her. Be still and know that I am God. Master, care us not that we perish. He went out and stood up on the deck of the ship and said, Peace! What was his next words? Be still. And immediately the winds and the waves ceased. They stopped. Now I hope that these folks that they've got working on this current situation that we're in, God gives them the knowledge to figure that out. But do you know that it could just very well be the voice of God? It could very well be the voice of God that speaks one word of inspiration that causes somebody to have the knowledge to be able to solve the situation we're in. And I believe this with all my heart. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and seek my face and repent of their sins, then will I hear from heaven and will heal their land. If we cry if we draw nigh to God, if we beg Him, and I'm going to repeat that again, if we beg Him, forgiveness for our sins and fall on our knees as a nation, God will hear us and He'll help us in our time of need. Alright. Be still. There's a group, if everything gets back to normal, there's a group that's coming here to sing in August. One of the songs they sing is, When He Speaks Peace, the raging storm must die. New hope becomes new life. When He Speaks Peace. We're listening. They come on at 12 o'clock. 1130, 12 o'clock every day. You have your TV on. There's our president. He's trying to reassure us, trying to give us hope. There's this doctor, that doctor, this person, that person. And all the words that they say, still very little reassurance. They're trying. But if Jesus, if our God speaks peace, we'll have it. If our God speaks peace, be still and know that I am God. It's about time we realized where we're at. Did you realize that our country celebrates sin? Absolutely celebrates depravity, absolutely celebrates the most deprived, most evil things that you could ever think of. I think in terms of abortion, our folks think that it's okay today. I think in terms of homosexuality, our people have been convinced 
that it's okay today. I think in terms of alcoholism, our people think that it's okay today. And I am not condemning those folks that are involved in those things. You know what they are? They're the same thing I was. That's a little lost and undone, eight-year-old boy. They're just like me without God. You know what they are? They're sinners, just like we all were at one time or another. And you know what they need? They need to be still. And they need to listen to the voice of a living God. When He speaks, things are different. Jesus said, peace, be seen. Did he not say... And I don't preach politics much. I try to avoid that at all costs. Because sooner or later, I'll come across something you disagree with me on. Our president will speak... And there are folks that will disagree with him. Nancy Pelosi will speak. And there are folks that will disagree with her. But it's about time we listen to somebody that you can't disagree with. Because whether you like what he says or whether you don't, the word of God is forever settled in heaven. He is right. I am wrong. He must increase. I must decrease. Oh, it's time that we be still and know. If you get nothing else out of anything I say here this morning, if you take nothing else away from this service or these words, I hope that you leave here with a reassurance of knowing that God is God and He's got you and He's going to see you through this. Be still. Immediately. The winds and the waves ceased. Now let's go to Revelations and I'm going to hush. Revelation says this. Let he who is filthy be filthy still. There's some more things in there too. It gets down to this too. It says let he who is righteous be righteous. Still, let he who is holy be holy still. Now, I understand things have changed in the blink of an eye. They have. But just because your church doesn't get together like you'd like for it to, doesn't mean we need to lay our Bibles down. Just because we can't come through the doors, we can't lift our hands, we can't sing the praise of the Lord together, does not mean we need to quit praising Him. Just because you have crawled off, I saw a friend, he had posted on Facebook, he had had to move his altar. Put a picture of where he had put his altar. Just because we can't meet or your church can't meet for the next service or two doesn't mean that we need to 
quit listening. That's what a lot of people quit doing a long time ago. That's why we're where we're at today. We quit listening. We think of prayer as a time that we tell God what we need. It's not a one-way street. It's a conversation. If I had my back turned to you and you heard me mumbling and talking and carrying on and you could see no one else in the picture, you would think I was crazy. That's not what prayer is. Prayer is when I talk to God and tell Him what I need and He talks to me. And tells me what he needs. He tells me he needs a broken heart and a contrite spirit. He tells me he needs me to draw nigh unto him. He tells me he needs me to be holy. Does he not say, Be ye holy, for I am holy? He tells me to be humble. He tells me that he loves me. Oh, don't panic. Don't fear. God still loves you. Don't be so concerned and consumed with the things of this life that you forget who God is. Be still and know that I am God. I will. I know people read different versions of the Bible. I've always been closest to the King James Version. It's the only one I've ever used. And this is what I believe about it. Every word in it is truth. So I'm going to read you that one more time and then I'm done. Verse 10, Psalm 46. Be still. Hold on. Wait a minute. Clear your mind. Rest your soul. Be still. God cannot talk to you whenever your mind is cluttered with the things of this world. When you're so so concerned with where things are coming from next, your next meal, your next place to lay down, who cares about this and who doesn't care and what someone thinks of you and what they don't, God cannot talk to you whenever you're crawled up and buried deep deep in the world. Be still. And know three forty six in the Green Book. We love to sing it at Dutch Bottoms. I know, I know my name is written there. You know you're saved, don't you? Do you? Be still and know. I hope that's not all you know. That you're saved. I hope that's not all you know. This is what the Word of God says. And it shall be for that wayfaring man. Though a fool, he cannot err therein. You cannot make a mistake trying to get to God. 
Be still and know. I know I got saved. I know what happened. When I said, Jesus, please save me, the guilt of my sin and the fear of hell left, and I felt his peace flood my soul. I know I'm saved. But that's not all I know. How about you? I know I've got a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. I know, he said, he'd never leave me. He'd never forsake me. He'd go with me all the way, even to the end of the world. I know I'm in the palm of his hand. Be still and know that I am God. There is a God. We think this virus is something other men can't conquer. Though they can't, it will take a mighty God. And he's able. If he created the heavens and the earth in seven days, if he spoke things into existence, if he took a head full of dust and molded and made it into man and created it in his image and his likeness and breathed in man's nostrils and man became a living soul, if God is an omnipotent God, if He's able, if He's Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, that He's still God, and He's still got us. Be still and know. I want you to leave here feeling better than you did when you walked through the door. Be still and know that I am God. That's not all the verse, is it? I will. The trend, the trend for the past 10 years, we've seen the numbers in the church decline. Fewer and fewer people relying on who they know. Fewer and fewer people believing in who we know. Our churches, if they're a third of what they were in my childhood, that's speaking well if the doors are even still open. Be still and know that I am God. I, now listen, I could ask you today, who believes John 3.16? Why every hand would go up. It's just the same, isn't it? As Psalm 46, verse 10, when it says, I will be exalted among the heathen. How can that be, preacher? I can read over here in the New Testament how that's going to happen. And it may happen even before this does. But I can read you where every knee shall bow and every tongue, even the heathen, Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he's king of kings and lord of lords to the glory of God the Father. I can read you where every eye will look upon him, even those that pierced him in the side. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. What's it say? Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Thou art inexcusable, old man. Let everything. Now, I'll say this, and I don't think she'll mind. I love Gracie to death. She, she goes to the Church of God, I believe, up in Newport. We're, we're Baptists down here. But we can praise the Lord together. Let everything that hath breath. It don't matter what your label is. 
don't matter what church you belong to. It don't matter whether you're red, yellow, black, or white. Let everything that hath breath, that means me. And whether you'll admit it or not, it means you. Let everything that hath breath, praise the Lord, praise ye. Have you praised Him because you're still saved? Have you praised Him because you're still loved? Have you praised Him because you got food to eat, clothes to wear? Have you praised Him because you got a family that loves you and cares for you? Have you praised Him to live in a land where we can worship Him and lift up His holy name? Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Be still. It's not havoc. Be still. There's no reason to panic. Be still. There's no reason for you to be troubled. He's still God. He's still on the throne. And we're still in the palm of His hand. Be still. And know that I am God. 